Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money in the Market. I'm Hongbin Jung. After a euphoric January was followed by a somber February with bonds and equities selling off as strong data renewed rate hike bets, many wondered whether more wild swings could be next for world markets, whether March would bring madness. It's been a couple of volatile weeks this month thanks to the new upheaval in the global banking system. Haven assets have seen increased demand as fears over the health of an array of lenders and a possible U.S. recession whipsawed markets. So did March live up to its name of being March Madness? Well, joining us on the phone today to tell us more is Sani Hamid, Director for Wealth Management at Financial Alliance. Sani, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Anthony. Hello. Okay, so we're closing in on this month. It's the 29th of March, and it's been quite of a March Madness, wouldn't you say? Yes. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> The correct uh, description of the month itself mm-hmm. with the turmoil, um, the banking sector turmoil in the U.S., which then spread over to Europe with Credit Suisse. Mm. Yes, it has been quite a, a, a strange <laughs> month today. <laughs> so how have markets performed this month? Well, um, no, strangely enough, uh, also, um, the stock markets have held up relatively well, if I were to put it. Okay. Um, if you look at the S&P, you know, if you, I mean, just looking at what's, what's happening in the mm-hmm. banking sector, expected it to go down much further. But up to date, yet, I mean, month to date, it's, it's quite flat. Mm. Uh, even Europe itself is, is, is quite flattish. Um, so all in all, um, you could say that um, the stock market has taken the news pretty well. Mm. It's the bond markets and, and especially certain segments of the bond market which hasn't reacted quite uh, very well. Mm. Uh, in the US itself, expectation um, early in early March before the turmoil was basically uh, for the Federal Reserve to pivot probably um, in the middle of the year. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, with a few strong CPI numbers or inflation numbers, then everybody started to think that, oh, no, the Fed's going to keep on hiking and, and expectation went from so-called pivoting in the middle of the year to keeping rates steady for the rest of the year and mm-hmm. at a very high level. And then came the banking crisis and market then swung back to the other side of the pe- uh, pendulum to, to, right. to now expect basically um, rates to come off. So what we've seen is a lot of volatility on the bond market, which did not spill over to the stock market, in my, in my view. So, so that's been the case so far. Okay, okay. So, you know, Asian markets, including Singapore, uh, they seem to be settling down now from the recent turmoil. Are they able to recoup their, recoup their losses? Yeah, probably they're settling down because they're confused. They don't know where to go. <laughs> 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 it, 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 I, the, the challenge is this, basically. Uh, we've seen a bit of um, um, adjustments. Um, stock markets, which did very well last mm-hmm. year, Southeast Asia, um, India, even Brazil, um, those are down this year. Um, the ones that are doing well are the, are the North Asian stock markets, Hong Kong, Taiwan, Korea, and mm-hmm. the China. Partly due to the China reopening, but I also think it's it's it's, it's the so-called rebalancing, uh, things that did well last year 
funds are moving, uh, shifting some some uh, allocation back to those that didn't do well. Um, but by and large, we're going to talk about whether they can recoup some of last year's losses. I think that's a tall order, in my view, given what lies ahead mm. uh, with respect to the U.S. economy and, and so on. So, so I, I think it's going to be a bit difficult. Uh, I'll be happy if the stock market ends where it is today mm-hmm. uh, by the end of the year. But overall, though, were Asian markets faring better than U.S. or Europe markets? Well, you could um, say it's a mixed picture. If you just take very wide indices, um, the S&P is, I think, up up about 3% for the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, The um, so-called European markets, the stock 600, is up about 4-ish percent. And what we call the MSCI Asia, Asian uh, ex-Japan is up too. So mm-hmm. we're still in the range of everybody still a little bit in the green, still holding on a little bit to what we call the January gains, the, the late last year gains. Uh, but that's slowly eroding and slipping away. And, and mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see whether they can still hang on to it. Uh, like I mentioned, um, lying ahead are, are several hurdles, which I think uh, will be challenging. Okay, okay. And you just mentioned earlier that you know markets are, at the moment confused they don't know where to go (laughs) so i mean it seems like they're on thin ice right now could markets be hit hard again if another collapse emerges when do you think these effects of the bank sector turmoil will ease well well, that's it there's there's some um uh, divergence in terms of views but Mm -hmm. i think really people are are coming to 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 confluence in a sense that um, initially everybody thought that this was going to be 2008 Mm -hmm. but people are realizing that actually um, it's it's not as bad Mm -hmm. can i explain Uh, in 2008 basically the biggest risk was a lot of the the risky assets uh, were off balance sheet they weren't very noticeable because they were not sitting on bank's balance sheet and and therefore bank A would probably not want to deal with bank B because it did, did, bank A didn't know whether bank B had anything hiding in its closet and such mm-hmm. but they couldn't see it on, on, on its financial statement mm-hmm. um, but today everything is on balance sheet um, so if I wanted to know uh, uh, Charles Swaps or, or, or even Silicon Valley Bank how much um, so-called unrealized loss it has um, I, I can and I could um, and, and based on its equity, how much equity we wipe out, I, I could actually also look at that and see it very clearly. In fact, the collateral held by all these banks that are in, 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 in under stress today, which is uh, U.S. Treasury, the collateral is basically a pristine collateral. It's, mm-hmm. it's the U.S. government. The, the problem isn't that the collateral is bad, unlike 08. The problem mm-hmm. is if you sell the collateral now uh, to raise money, you're going to make a loss holding it all the way to maturity to get your money. So the, the dynamics are different. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm. Um, so I don't think it's a repeat of 08, mm-hmm. I think. But there are issues coming up. And, and, and to your question of further bank failures, I think that's to be expected. Mm. Um, if you're a medium-sized bank today in the U.S., uh, um, you've got a lot of withdrawals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and, and you would then need to borrow from uh, what we call the Federal Reserve from a discount window or even from some of the schemes. And those rates are like 4.5%. And your deposit rates previously was like 1%. So straight away, your cost of, your cost of funding has increased. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you can't, you're tightening your standards of loans, giving out loans. So, at the, so you're, you're not uh, churning out as much revenue as, as previously. So on one hand, revenue is low. On the other hand, cost of funding has increased. So I wouldn't be surprised if we get something like um, a, a couple more banks and even to the you know, maybe 10, 20, 30 odd banks failing over the next one, two years. I think that's to be expected in any crisis, mm-hmm. meaning to say 
any banking crisis, uh, you will find banks uh, failing uh, over over a period of time. So I think that to be expected. Okay, yeah. okay. And, you know, it's still early. Things are still early. Things can get fluid when financial stress is afoot. But, you know, amid warnings of banking of a banking crisis, a credit-fomented recession and pivoting central banks and stagflation, there's so much that's going on. What's <laughs> the best strategy so far if you're currently investing in the current market? I think in, in order to put down a strategy or to formulate a strategy, I, I guess we have to formulate the, the assumptions first. And, mm-hmm. and from the banking crisis itself, while we don't think that the so-called banking crisis per se is an mm-hmm. issue, the issue actually is um, what comes after this, meaning to say many of the surviving banks or banks that are still around, they're, they're tightening up their lending um, uh, conditions or mm-hmm. lending standards, giving out fewer loans, mm-hmm. um, drawing up the capital and, and such. Um, and these are banks that serve a very important segment of the economy, the, okay. the, the mid-size um, regions, um, the SMEs and such. Um, so I think what we're going to see now is basically uh, a slowing U.S. economy. Mm. If you had previously thought that the economy would avoid a recession, people are now talking about potentially going into a recession. If you're okay. like me previously thinking that this recession would be fairly moderate, I'm not thinking, can it be deep? So, so given that, then the big question is, what do you invest in? Um, mm-hmm. Typically, in this situation, uh, bonds are good because you would think a recession would force the Federal Reserve to cut rates. Mm-hmm. But you need to be very careful because in a recession, there are defaults. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you try to avoid what we call non-investment grade, um, high-yield bonds. Mm-hmm. And tend to gyrate towards what we call the better graded bonds or high grade bonds. Mm. Um, so, so these kind of uh, uh, um, uh, shifts you will see. Equities still remain a big gift. Uh, we've not seen earnings being revised down, uh, earnings and growth being revised down because of this recession scenario. So I think equities may still have a down leak uh, mm. in the coming. Okay, okay. But, you know, with, as you mentioned, the economy slowing, right? And with interest rates rising, inflation persisting, and earnings estimates bleeding lower, could stocks head for another tumble? Yes, that's our expectation. We think that equity markets, and they tend to lag. We saw in mm. 08, the bond market reacted. The bond market was sending out signals of a slowing economy. Mm. The equity markets back then held up um, uh, until later before it tanked. We now think that basically um, as a proxy, for example, we think the S&P 500 could could fall from current levels of 3,900 to about 4,000 mm-hmm. to roughly about 3,000 to 3,004. That represents, I guess, about 15-ish to about 25% decline. Mm-hmm. Uh, on average, about 20% decline. So I think that, that basically is a representation of um, softening earnings and, and probably lower multiples because the market is somewhat expensive currently if, if we're talking about a recession. So okay. there, there are reasons to expect and I think the, uh, the, uh, there, there are added factors that have pushed mm-hmm. my thinking and I think the majority of the market to expect. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, as always, thank you for your time and your insights. We've been speaking with Sani Hamid, Director for Wealth Management at Financial Alliance. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at MoneyFM 89 93.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.